Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchases by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that's G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we are going to talk about some news from around the league, some Panthers news as well. Um, and then we're going to get into a Carolina Panthers fantasy preview. And then we're going to take a little trip around the NFC South and look at what some of the other teams have done in the offseason, give some predictions for how they're going to do during the season, and uh, then we'll wrap it up. So, Jerry, let's take it away with some news. All right, let's go around the NFL here. Starting off in Los Angeles, Chargers safety Derwin James suffered a knee injury and will most likely be out for the season. This is the second year in a row that he's going to miss the season with an injury followed from the preseason. Yeah, so maybe he's a little overrated because he never plays. Hmm. Jaguars released former number four overall pick running back Leonard Fournette he went ahead and cleared waivers, but he has been posting on Twitter that he is going to become a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe you said Sports Illustrated has confirmed it. Yep, he's going to the Bucs. Um, that's a little surprising to me. I think a lot of people just assumed sort of jokingly, but also not jokingly, that he'd be going to the Pats. Um, no, you know, that's a position the, of the need Bucks for them. The Bucs are the new Pats. Have you not figured this out offseason? They have two Patriots on their team. And Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement to go yeah, join them. LaShawn McCoy, right? you know, last leg of his career. Oh, I'm going to join the Bucks. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, obviously he kind of sucks because they just went and got Fournette. Well, he does suck. <laughs> but... And um, plus, who else is going to be their running back in Tampa Bay? Well, who is Jones? it? Jones, yeah. Arians was pretty excited about him in the offseason. Right. Just like Matt Rule was excited about Cam Newton this offseason. <laughs> well, that's true. Moving on, Jaguars traded Yannick Ngakwe to the Minnesota Vikings for a second and a fifth round pick. Kind of shocked they didn't get a first round pick. I was going to say, the most shocking thing about that is the compensation. I thought they'd easily get a first. Not only that, Yannick Ngakwe is actually taking a pay cut to go to Minnesota. Yeah, which, you know, it's a dumpster fire sale in Jacksonville, I guess. Yeah, they just want to. They want to move that team to London so bad they can't. They can't help themselves. I heard rumors that they are tanking for Trevor Lawrence and they want to try to get Dabo Sweeney down there too. Oh well, that would be interesting. So, uh, the Bengals and running back Joe Mixon agreed to a four-year, forty-eight dollar, forty-eight million dollar extension. Good for him. He's I, a solid yeah, running back. He's solid. Is he? Top five paid running back in the league, good? Not my opinion. Before week 17 of last year, I was looking at this earlier. 
He had less than 1,000 yards and three touchdowns. And he had a huge Week 17 that got him up close to 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. But I don't know, man. I, I, I think he's overrated. I, I've never really liked Joe Mixon. Well, you got to think, too. They have Joe Burrow there. They're going to lean on that run a lot to get some pressure off of him. So they want to keep him there for that. That's what I would assume. I don't know. I mean, I think it just makes the Christian McCaffrey deal look even better. You know, yeah. sixteen four extra million dollars a year for somebody that's twice as good as Joe Mixon. I'll take it. Yeah. Cornerback uh, Logan Ryan has finally signed with an NFL team. He went ahead and signed with the New York Giants for one year, $5 million. Supposedly, he was requesting $10 million a season. That's why no one wanted to sign him. And then when he took that away and got a new agent, he got signed right away. Man, I would have loved to pay him, or you know, I'm sure Tepper or Herney would have loved to pay him five million dollars to play here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that... a position of massive need for us. As long as he plays corner. Now he says he wants to play safety. He only wants to play safeties for what he's saying. But he's a corner. Like he's been, he's been a corner. So would love to have him play corner here. He's better than our corners. Yeah, much better than our corners. Uh, and he's still kind of young, 28, 29. And yeah. It's... I mean, he was the guy I was hoping we'd year. get. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, and, for, and a good, good locker room guy compared to, you know, Thanks. some other corners out there. True, true. That's going right. to roll, roll, roll with Eli Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Let's go to Carolina Panthers news. Now, starting off, the Panthers announced they officially will not have fans week one against the Las Vegas Raiders here in charlotte expected yeah uh, i don't think i know Cooper they were gonna lift that he's we're not going to phase three anytime soon and he would have to make an exception for the panthers to have fans and i don't think that he's gonna do that so Mm-mm. uh panthers canceled a scrimmage on saturday august 29th so the team could speak on social justice following the police shooting of jacob blake in kenosha washington or wisconsin uh, a lot of teams didn't yep. practice that day or the day before the NBA playoffs were halted on that Thursday. So yep. MLB canceled a bunch of games. Uh, hockey, I think canceled a bunch of games uh, or maybe, maybe hockey didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was going around. So I guess better to lose a practice than a whole week of games. If you're a fan, mm-hmm. you know, Panthers place guard, Chris Reed on the reserve COVID-19 list. He is the second player that they've had tested positive. The other one was a bench guy. They went ahead and slapped him with on the IR, too. He's gone. So, Yeah, well, you know, if there's a team that we don't need a lot of depth at, it's offensive line, right? So Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are just overpaid, you know, <laughs> statues. That's it. They're not important at all. Yeah, I mean, we're stacked at offensive line. We're good. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers traded linebacker Andre Smith to the Bills for a conditional draft pick. Well, yeah, Maybe I mean, a a, a, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was announced that we had cut him, mm-hmm. and then I guess maybe Buffalo wanted him or something. So, uh, hey, you know, good to get something for a guy that you were going to get rid of anyway. Exactly. No, I I agree. An extra seventh or sixth round pick, whatever it turns out to be, that's great news. Yeah. In 2023, but, you know, who knows? Conditional, we may not even get a pick for him, but 
It's okay. Yeah. Panthers signed cornerback Jamison Houston and defensive end Austin Larkin and cut defensive end Devontae Lambert and cornerback Cole Luke. Yeah, Cole Luke. Uh, I think I predicted he would make the roster, so that, uh, that quickly busted my bracket. Yeah. Panthers signed linebacker James Anawalu. Mm-hmm. So he's a special teams guy. If he's going to make the roster, that's where he's going to make it at. He's not going to really add depth at the linebacking position. Wouldn't surprise me if none of these guys that they've signed over the last couple weeks make the roster. No, me neither. It's it's so hard. They don't get any game time. Yeah. You know, they just get a few practices in. And let's be honest, they're not even getting that many snaps because the first and second stringers are the ones that get – are getting the snaps right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no preseason, so you got to get got to get the starters and major backups work. Mm-hmm. And lastly, here the Panthers have been rumored to be searching for secondary help. Yeah, call Good. around <laughs> other teams. I, unfortunately, nothing has transpired yet, and I I was like looking around. I didn't really see anybody that would have anybody, but well, who makes knows? it even more. Strange that they didn't go after Ryan. Yeah, that's what I don't understand, too. Why not sign him to a two-year... Well, I guess he probably wanted more than $5 million I mean, even years, the but... one-year $5 million deal would have been fine. Like, just, you know, get us through the season, then you can draft somebody next year to, mm-hmm. you know, come in and, and be in the secondary. But I don't know, man. That was really weird to me. For that cheap, like, we've got the space. We've got the salary cap space for it. I mean, even if we had to go above five million, say six million, yeah. So you know, that, I don't know not... why we would. I mean, I guess the Giants I... are probably predicted to be better than we are this year, but still. And, and New York market, you got to think yeah, that well, too. That's true. Yeah. All right, that's all I had for NFL and Panther news. So before we go on to Panther fantasy values, there is something I kind of wanted to bring up, something near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. EA Sports Madden Football. I've been a Madden loyalist for the longest time. I think I've owned every Madden football since, I think, PlayStation 2. Wow. Eddie George on the cover. That's how long I've been playing Madden. I love it. Play it all the time. Play franchise. You know, I've had the coaches retire on me. I'll put it that way. That's how long (laughs) I played it. And this is the first year I'm not actually going to buy it because they have done nothing to the franchise mode in so long. And everything I've read, it is the exact carbon copy of last year's model, except new uniforms for the certain teams that got new uniforms and roster updates. Now, this has been a big backlash on Twitter and all the gaming communities as well. And there's actually a hashtag called NFL Drop EA because of how bad they messed this game up. If you've ever played Madden, it's the same game over and over again now. And look at NBA 2K. The game is so much more in-depth than Madden football is. Yeah, a lot of people consider NFL 2K... Five, which was the last non-EA Sports NFL simulation as one of the best 
football games that had ever come out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I remember that year that uh, 2K Sports, they released that game for nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I bought it. Yeah, Terrell Owens. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the that was the NFL game that I played that year. It was the only one. Um, and then after that, of course, EA made the exclusive deal. Now th- I think they recently, within the last year, re-upped their exclusivity for Madden. Although it does sound like that there's a little wiggle room for another company to make an NFL game, but it's not going to be like a simulation. Correct. It's probably going to be like a Blitz, NFL Blitz, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always wish that 2K would have made like just a, a non-NFL football game and just made it as deep as you could make it and then turn the players into reasonable facsimiles of NFL players. They probably would have gotten sued. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Um, I'm definitely not the Madden... Uh, I guess historical Madden fan that you are. Like I, I bought Madden almost every mm-hmm. year up until really probably the last two or three years. I haven't bought it because I just, number one, I haven't really had time to play like I'd want to. But also, I, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of EA. I'm tired of Madden. EA has a history, not even outside of EA Sports, of just being kind of crappy and putting out half-assed games that aren't ready to play and then working on them and eventually making them okay sometimes, eventually just forgetting about them. So I'm okay with boycotting EA altogether. But I looked up that, I remembered that there was a hashtag before you even said it, and I was looking up to see what it is. But yeah, hashtag NFL drop EA. I'll tweet it out. Like, I think you tweeted out on the Meow Mix I did. Twitter. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, that, it sucks, right? I mean, there's just no incentive for them to, to go all out because they no. don't have any competition. And, man, back in the day when it was, like, really good and I was younger, I would take the day off. Me and my buddies would take the day off, and we would just sit around playing Madden and eating pizza and stuff like that for that day, the launch day. Yeah. Now it's just, now I'm like, I didn't even want to buy it. I was just like, no, not yeah. not this year. There's no excitement. I, I mean, I used to go to the midnight releases. Mm-hmm. Go to GameStop for the midnight release, and it was like a big party, and it was fun. It was really fun. I mean, that was when I was younger, but no kids, no kids at that point. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, um, I don't know. Hopefully this is a wake up call for EA because it is not a quiet thing. Like it is everywhere. People do not like this game. I think on Metacritic has like a 0.04 rating or something, which is incredibly low. So. All right, yeah. back to our regularly scheduled right. programming. <laughs> well, let's take let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll get into uh, Panthers fantasy news and around the NFC South. And we're back, and now we're going to go ahead and take a look at fantasy values for Panther players. We're going to go ahead and start off with the number one overall pick in mine, yours, and every other fantasy league there is, Christian McCaffrey. There's no questions. He's number one overall. If he's not number one overall, you grab him at number two, you're lucky. Yeah, I heard that he, if you took all of his rushing yards away and touchdowns, he would have been the number 12 wide receiver in fantasy last year into just a standard league so not even ppr where he had yeah, so many res- right oh. so 
kind of crazy, right? I mean, you're getting, if you're in a 12-team league, you're getting a starting wide receiver and a starting running back in one person. So, yeah, I don't think there's much to say there. <laughs> he set records yeah. last year. He'll have the opportunity to set records again this year. So, mm-hmm. Now, let's I'm going to about... go... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about probably the other real only other fantasy position that we have wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a clear number one here, obviously DJ Moore. He, mm-hmm. I think is being drafted in the third to fourth round, sometimes second round, depending on how deep yeah. it is and, and what they're going after. Of course, uh, according to NFL fantasy, he has an ADP of 37. Okay. So that's, um, he's around, a 13th ranked, uh, receiver, so he should be getting drafted fairly early in most drafts. Uh, from his production from last year, um, this offense with Joe Brady, I'm assuming a lot of people are expecting big things from him. Yeah, it's the touchdowns, right? I mean, if he would have had more touchdowns, he'd have been a much highly more highly rated fantasy player last year. So if the touchdowns come this year, even if he only gets three or four more of them this year, then he'll be easily a top 10 wide receiver, assuming that everything else is the same or goes up increment incrementally yeah. as well. I had a draft uh, earlier last week and uh, actually I took him and I ended up having to take him in the third round because there was just a run on wide receivers and I didn't have one. So, um, you know, he could go as, you know, you said 37, which would be fourth round. Um, but he, uh, he could go pretty early in your league. Yeah. Now, looking at the other two wide receivers on this team, Curtis Samuel's actually ranked a little higher than Robbie Anderson, according to the NFL uh, fantasy charts. Uh, They have Samuel as an ADP of 145 and Anderson at 147. That's a little surprising. Yeah, I thought Anderson would be a lot higher than 147. And I'm assuming Samuel still gets a little nudge because he does run the ball occasionally and he's that gadget player. I think maybe they just don't know what to do with, with these guys because Curtis Samuel is still sort of a question mark in terms of, you know, how good really is he? His potential is high, but he hasn't really put it together yet. Uh, And then Robbie Anderson, I don't know. I mean, going, I guess from the number one guy in New York to the number two guy here, probably. And they don't know what to think of him. I think he's going to have a good season. I would probably say that he's going to be a top 30 fantasy wide receiver, which should have him drafted a good bit higher. I don't know. that Honestly, with our receiving receivers, I would be almost a little nervous to draft them because there's so many weapons. How many ball? I mean, Teddy can only throw so much to DJ, to Samuel, to Robbie Anderson, to CMC. I mean... Yeah, but our defense is not going to be good. We're going to get, we're going to be coming back a lot, right? There's going to be mm-hmm. high-scoring games for this team, and that usually equals a lot of throwing. So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, historically, what the number two, number three wide receiver on your roster doesn't get a ton of fantasy love, but I, I think Robbie Anderson. I mean, would you say? Or do you think that Curtis Samuel is going to be a better? Fantasy wide receiver? I, I don't know. That's the thing. Do we want to put it on the board? Because <laughs> I would take Robbie Anderson. See, I think, okay, I think the safer bet is Robbie Anderson. 
number this being the number two wide receiver, I think he's the safer pick, safer one to pick. I in the way ADP of one forty seven. That's basically the last round of the draft. Right yeah, around, yeah, I guess fifteenth round, something like that. So, yeah. I mean, if you grab him late, late, I, that's a steal in my book. Samuel that's is so a boomer bust, in my opinion. I don't know. Does he have boom capability? I th- I think he does, but at the same time, he has a big bust capabilities because of his injuries. Yeah, because we don't know how he's gonna fit into this offense. Where you know, there's a clear one at DJ Moore. And pretty, it looks pretty clear cut that Robbie Anderson's a number two. So, I mean, I a- I have high hopes for Curtis Samuel, but I'm also very wary of having high hopes for Curtis Samuel, just because he seems like, and maybe it's just been the previous coaching staff, they don't know how to use him. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that he can't be used? You know, is he just a guy that can't do some of the things that you need a wide receiver to do? Well, where you have to like scheme special plays just for him, which you can really only do two or three times a game. Well, I think Samuel was only healthy really last year for us. Yeah. In that year, Kyle Allen just could not get him the ball deep at all. I get it. And he's had, he he's had was some... wide open yeah. multiple times where if the quarterback got him the ball, I, and he has to catch it, obviously, but. I know, and and there was that stat that he was what, had the most separation yards or whatever at some point mm-hmm. last year, uh, fairly deep into the season of any other wide receiver. That doesn't always mean that he's running routes that can be thrown to, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that he's doing a great job. So, I, I mean, I like I said, I have high hope for him. I like Curtis Samuel. I like him as a person even more than I like him as a player, um, obviously because as a player he hasn't done much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, to put a little – Wager on a little beer bet on uh, Robbie Anderson versus Curtis Samuel. I'd do that. I'd take Anderson. I would See, just do... I'm not. I'm not, I'm not okay. willing. That's fine. I'm not willing because I, like I said, I think Samuel's a boomer bust guy. That's just, just content, Jerry. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. All right, now, move us along. There, there is. I think Teddy Bridgewater's a sleeper. I think he's going to have a lot of stats. Back to your or previous statement of that we're going to be playing catch-up a lot. I think grabbing him as a second quarterback late, again, late, could be a steal for you because they're going to be playing behind. He has all these weapons around him. He doesn't have to chuck the ball 50 yards down the field, but twenty-five, a nice little 20-yard drop-off pass can go 70 yards with these weapons. And his ADP is sitting at 147. So, again, another really late guy if he gets drafted at all. Yeah, this my draft that we did last week was a 12-team league, and he was not drafted. He's still yeah. out there. So, um, But, yeah, we kind of talked about when we did our quarterback preview. Um, I think we extrapolated or I extrapolated the games that Teddy played last year with the Saints over the course of a 16-game season, what the numbers would have been. They would have been great numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd had like 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions or something and 4,000 yards. So that's a good fantasy season. So, And he's got the weapons, like you said. He's going to be throwing a lot, like you said. So, you know, two-quarterback league, he should definitely be drafted. 
Um, and then in a standard league, I mean, pick them in the last round and just keep them on your bench for a few weeks and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we really have no clue what this offense is going to look at. Like, we're hoping it looks fun and yeah. running up the scores to catch other teams, but yeah. But yeah, my, like you said, I mean, if you can get them in that last round, last two two rounds, then you're basically getting them for free anyway. So just stash him for a couple of weeks. You know, he's not working out, then no, move no, on. Nothing lost, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ian Thomas, I. I don't. No. I don't see any really draft perspective for him. What's his Again, ADP? Is, is he even being drafted? It says one hundred and fifty, and I think one hundred and fifty is their highest. Yeah, so he's it, he's not being drafted. It, it's just there's so many weapons. I don't know how many throws he's going to get per game. I mean, that's a position that if he comes out and can get open and can catch the ball, I think he'd have he'd have a good season. Yeah, you know, you need that middle of the field third down yardage guy and he then you know that typically that position is that guy so and defense is like third from last so i wouldn't advise grabbing them defense and we're not not gonna do idp stuff we're not gonna i I mean i guess if you want to look at like idp sleeper go with um shack well no i was gonna say jeremy chin oh yeah I think Jeremy Chen could get you interceptions, sacks, tackles. I mean, I think he's going to be pretty versatile. Uh, Brian I, I Burns can't will get a lot of sacks. Burns maybe. Um, I mean, Derek Brown's not going to get a ton of sacks. KK may get a ton of sacks with Brown out there, but you don't really want to draft a defensive tackle in IDP league. So, yeah, uh, stay away from the Panthers' defense. Yeah. And the last person on this list. Joey Sly. Yes. The guy you all you drafted last year, and I had to write it on the board because there right. was no sticker created for him. Not only that, he wasn't even the kicker when we drafted last year. Graham Gano was still healthy, and it was a competition. And I still drafted him. That's how much I believe in you, Joey. Um, Joey Sly could have a great fantasy season. Uh, mm-hmm. I think last year, before he kind of hit his rookie wall, he was among the top five kickers in fantasy. He can hit long field goals, which give you more points. Um, he does have, you know, he has that slump in him, though. That He definitely had that slump in him last year, and it hurt. It hurt fantasy, uh, you know, fantasy owners. So he did finish strong last year, came back strong. So I don't know what to tell you about Joey Sly, honestly. I think if you're picking the 12th or 13th picker, you know, kicker or whatever, and everybody else has already taken him, then – Take him, but I don't expect him to be drafted in most leagues. No, I don't either. But he will be drafted in my league. Oh, I know. I know you're drafting him unless I draft him I'm taking him him in the sixth round. Go for it. I got to make sure I get him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You have any other fantasy tidbits you'd like to... Um... No, I don't guess so. I mean, I guess the handcuff for McCaffrey would be Mike Davis, but don't know that you're drafting Mike Davis. Don't know that you need to draft a handcuff for McCaffrey. I don't think um, even if McCaffrey knock on where's some wood here, knocking on wood. <laughs> if McCaffrey goes down, I don't think whoever his backup running back is gonna come near the production that he does. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that Bonifin might not even make the team, which yeah. is a little surprising to me. But, uh, yeah, I think he would be the one that would come closest just because we saw what he did last year in, a, in spot duty, you know, yeah. where he looked pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I think the, I think that's pretty much it in terms of fantasy for the Panthers. But, uh, I think, hey, we've got some superstars on the team. Yeah. You know, you got Kirsten McCaffrey's number one overall guy, and then DJ Moore, I think, will end the, end the year as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. So. I do too, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look around the NFC South. We're going to go ahead and look at their off seasons, kind of what they've done, what they haven't done. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start with the Atlanta Falcons. So go ahead. I was just going to say a big news for the Falcons, I guess, was bringing in Todd Gurley Mm -hmm. as their uh, running back, getting rid of Devontae Freeman, who I believe is still out there as a free agent. He is. No one signed him. Would you uh, they consider also... bringing Devontae Freeman in here if we could get him super cheap? Nope. Would he not be a better backup nope. to McCaffrey than Mike Davis? Nope. You don't think so? Nope. Is he healthy? Uh, not in the past multiple years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> is that your main concern with him? I, I just don't think he has anything left. Okay. He's not that old. Yeah, I just think... Those few years where they ran him a lot, I think he just yeah. wore out. That happens to running backs. All right. Um, they also got rid of Austin Hooper. Mm-hmm. They're tied in. Brought in Hayden Hurst. Um, uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, what else? What they else picked up Laquan Treadwell, just a, another receiver. Uh, defensive end, Dante Fowler. A cornerback, Darquise Denard. And linebacker, stupid Dion Buchanan. Stupid Dion Buchanan. Yes, stupid. Actually, I had a pop up <laughs> happen right there when I was like reading his name. That's why I said. I stupid. hate that guy. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also drafted cornerback AJ Terrell. That would seem like very high to draft him when they did. Uh, it was shocking actually. Whenever they did, sixteenth yeah. overall. Uh, cornerback out of Clemson. Uh, then they went and got Auburn's defensive tackle, Marlon Davidson, 47th pick, uh, Matt Hennessy, center, and then the rest guys I'm not going to read off. But yeah. how do you feel about this team? I don't feel good about the team. Um, I mean, they've got, you know, bringing Dan Quinn back again. Mm-hmm. Right. Second year with Dirk Cutter as their offensive coordinator. So they should maybe be a little better on offense if you like Dirk Cutter. I don't really know. Um, Calvin Ridley, of course, the he's always going to be compared to DJ Moore because they were drafted back-to-back in the same draft. Um, so I feel like the Falcons are a 7-9 team. I just always feel like the Falcons are a 7-9 I agree. Team. I think this is Dan Quinn's last stand. I thought last year was, but I think – I think they go about seven and nine, like you said. I think they missed the playoffs. I think Dan Quinn's fired. They're gonna do a complete overhaul next season. Uh, Julio yeah, Jones easily, may even go somewhere else. I was gonna say I could easily see Dan Quinn being fired in the, during the season. Mm-hmm. I think if they start off, you know, 
two and six or something like that. They start off really slow last year, so if they do the same thing, then could easily see him being like a. And this. Sorry, uh, to my good friend Meredith, big Falcons fan. Don't think you got it this year. Mm-mm. Sorry. Shout out to Meredith. <laughs> now moving <laughs> on to the New Orleans Saints. Last year they were thirteen and three. This year. Uh, they got rid of Teddy. Well, not got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. Left in free agency, and they got Jameis Winston as their backup quarterback. They also added Ty dirt Mo- cheap, dirt cheap uh, running back Ty Montgomery. Emmanuel Sanders went there. I think that's their biggest signing. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, who else? Emmanuel did, Sanders is he's old now. He's he he's looked like good last into year his though. Thirties. Let's be honest. I mean. They haven't really had a good number two in a long time. Ted Ginn is not nah. a good... Yes, yeah, true. I mean, I, I like the Emmanuel Sanders signing for them. Um, I think it's kind of perfect for that mm-hmm. offense. I do, he's too. He's just going to be that that almost possession receiver at this point in his career, but he's going to catch everything thrown at him. And he can still make plays. You know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, the Saints are going to be great. Saints are probably going to win 13 games. Quit jumping on saying what you think they're going to win. They also added safety Malcolm Jenkins, and they lost, like we said, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Eli Apple, both coming here. Now, as for their draft picks, they had... They drafted Cesar Ruiz, center guard from Michigan, on 24th pick, Zach Bond, linebacker, Wisconsin... And then they just, you know, late, late round picks that won't really make a difference. This team was set up good last year. I expect them to do the same thing. The only thing that I think could hold them back is Drew Brees hitting that wall. Yeah, maybe. Um, he's tailed off a little bit towards the end of each of the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've won 13 games the last couple of seasons anyway. So I think the combination of the skill players that they still have on that team and still have Michael Thomas on that team, still have Alvin Kamara on that team. Maybe. You don't need to throw you don't need to throw the ball very far. Well, they came out today and said Kamara's coming back I to know. practice tomorrow. So they're gonna figure out a way to make that work. But uh you don't have to ball, throw the ball far to get it to those guys and then they can take it the rest of the way. Just like nope. we were talking about with the Panthers. You know, we got a lot of guys that can make plays, so I expect them to... Can I say what I expect them to win now, Jerry? Yeah. 13 games. Yeah, that's what I had on the third year in a row. 13 and 3. I I could also see them go 12 and 4 with our division. Our division's tough. But I don't don't see them really falling off, like I said, unless Drew Brees hits that wall, shows his age, and will retire at the end of the season. They just have too much going for them. Yeah. I mean, Sean Payton... We'll never leave until the Cowboys pay him enough money, I guess. And uh, Drew Brees may be his last year, you know, and he's going to want to go out on top. So is Jameis Winston the starting quarterback for the Saints next year? No. I, is, I don't, is Drew Brees? Uh, no, I don't think Drew Brees is either. Uh, Didn't Drew so Brees T- sign TBD? a contract to be a – um, 
I think he's already signed his contract to be a commentator for whenever he use, retires. Yeah. I think yeah. he signed it this offseason, so I think he's already m- mentioned that he's only sticking around for one more year. And for some reason, they want Taysom Hill to be a thing. They're paying him oh. way too much. There's no way Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the next you, Do you know how old Taysom Hill is? Yeah, he's like 28, 29. I don't think he's older than that. Why, why are you questioning? I think he's like... He's 30. Oh, okay. He's going to be... So he'll be... Uh, yeah, he just turned 30. So he'll be 31 before the season next yeah. year. And that's usually pretty old for a first-time starting quarterback. Yeah, I don't know why they paid him so much money in the offseason. That was so weird. I mean, they use him in a lot of different ways, but that'd be like us paying Joe Webb that kind of money, and that was never going to happen. Exactly. So. Is Taysom Hill better than Joe Webb? No. Well, actually, probably, but... <laughs> probably, but not 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 enough. I just want right? to say no here. Come on, let's move on from Taysom Hill. All right, now the last team in the NFC South besides the Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will go ahead and they were 7-9 last year. The key additions, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, offensive tackle, Joe Haig. Off-season losses. Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah, Leonard Fournette was signed. Pending signing. Uh, off-season losses, they lost Jameis Winston, 30-30. Running back, Peyton Barber, Rashad Perryman, who had a nice season last year. Uh, DeMar Dotson, Carl Nesbitt, and safety, Andrew Adams. Let's just be honest. This is going to be the Pats of the South right now. That's what they're going for. Bruce Arians is a great-minded coach. Tom Brady is one of the all-time greats. And this is gonna be I mean, new. let's be honest. This is maybe the best offense, offensive talent that Tom Brady's ever played with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could argue 2007 when they set all the records and you had Randy Moss on the team, and you know that was a great offense. Um, but I mean, you got Mike Evans and uh, Goodwin, mm-hmm. Godwin, and uh, OJ. Now you bring Howard in Leonard. And yeah, Mike. now you bring in Leonard Fournette. Gronk, if he's healthy, O.J. Howard, who actually I saw on a list of players that could be cut, oddly enough. Not sure about that. Um, That defense is going to be improved. Mm -hmm. They've got a good defensive coordinator in Todd Bowles. I don't know, man. I'm I'm expecting big things from them. I know people are down on Tom Brady. You know, if, if Tom Brady can be what he was last year even, He's got the better offensive talent around him to make more of what he was last year. I think they're easily a 12-win team. And I'm sorry, I jumped in again. And I told you what my prediction was. I'll go ahead and start my prediction. I think they're actually going to start off rough. I don't think they're going to come out of the gates lightning in a bottle. I I think the pandemic has hurt this team worse than expected. Now, originally I was expecting... No Leonard Fournette, and I think that helps them a lot, especially at the beginning because you can run the ball while you're, the rest of the offense is getting up to speed. I think running the ball is just a pretty normal situation because I originally had them going 9-7, and seven, and I had them going down the stretch winning games to make a wild card run. Yeah, sort of like their biggest hole on offense was 
mm-hmm. running back, and now they take a guy who could easily give them twelve hundred rushing yards. Might be an asshole, might be a locker room, you know, cancer. But you've got Tom Brady there, you've got Gronkowski there, you've got leaders now on that team that have been there before and can tell them, you know. I mean, like, who's gonna talk? You're gonna mouth off to Tom Brady? Yeah, no one's gonna no. do that. <laughs> I mean, if you do, you're going to have your bags packed before you get off the field. Yeah, yeah. And then they're in no worse situation than they already were. Yeah. You know? And and Arians likes Ronald Jones, who's that their, uh, you know, supposed starting running back before Leonard Fournette got there. Um, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned they lost Brashard Perryman. He looked really good, like, the last five games of the year. Mm-hmm. He had some big games when there were some injuries to the other guys. Um, so I don't think that's going to hurt them that much. Yeah, I, I think they're just going to have a really good season. I do, I do. I think they're going to struggle at the beginning. Like I said, it, and it may not be 9-7 and seven because, like I said, that that was kind of my prediction before Leonard Fournette. And I, I think running the ball early could really help out that team. So, I mean, Brady, let's, I'll ask you this. Does Brady throw 30 touchdowns like, like Jameis Winston did last year? Because he definitely isn't going to throw 30 interceptions. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Yeah, so he's 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions at most. I mean, 10 interceptions would be a lot for Tom Brady. That's enough of an improvement there to win them probably three more games than they won last year. And I don't have what they won last year in front of me. Seven and nine. But... Yeah, so I mean that's ten and six at minimum, and I think that they could be that they will be better than that. So I don't know that they start off slow either. I I think. Um, well, you want to do a beer a bet of... earlier? Do you want to do one on the Bucks? Sure. Ten and a half yeah. over under. Oh God, yeah, yeah, give me that easy beer bet. It's not of the oh, week, geez. so I I don't know what to do there. <laughs> beer bet. So I'll I think take they'll the have under. eleven wins by week thirteen. <laughs> like I said, I think they're gonna go off slow. <clears throat> they could, but I think I think you know, I think they've been having a lot more practices than oh, they definitely have legally they're allowed to. <laughs> so, I mean, Tom we know Brady, Brady was, was out in March practicing with these guys when at like the height of the pandemic. Not scare. only that, do you remember when he went into a? Uh, Byron Leftwich's neighbor's house when he wasn't supposed oh, yeah. to have no contact with coaches, but right. somehow he was at he had a bag packed to stay at his house. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they'll figure that out. Um, I don't know about Gronkowski though. I mean, do you think Gronkowski is going to be sixty percent of what he was the last year he played? I mean, things I mean, coming out of camp have year. said he has not looked that great that. I think Arian said that the Florida Heat, he needs to get used to the Florida <laughs> Heat, which is not a good thing for your coach to say, why yeah. do you play in Florida? Yeah, I mean, he was playing around with some wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over the last couple of years, or last year, I guess, but you don't have to be in great shape to be a professional wrestler. He's Ron Burkowski. He doesn't have to do anything other than show he up. He lost a lot of weight when he retired. I mean, there was pictures of him that it was kind of creepy looking at how much he lost. Yeah. I mean, he's still in his... a human being, fantastic shape. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. if you and me stood next to him, it would be like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> like the football player. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, the guy that's like four inches taller than everybody else. Um, yeah, and, and you know, one of the greatest things about Rob Gronkowski, outside of his obvious, you know, touchdowns and re- receptions, was he's a great blocker. Mm-hmm. He's always been a great blocker. One of the best blocking tight ends ever, according to Tom Brady. So if he loses that strength, you know, to become a great blocker, then that that's a big deal. It really is. So. All right. Um, so it sounds like we're both probably taking the Saints to win the division. Yep. And then Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, TBD. Yeah. Because we will talk about the Panthers in our schedule breakdown preview show next week. Yeah. Uh, next week we'll probably come on with that schedule breakdown, I would say probably Monday and then Thursday or Friday we'll come out with our game preview because by the time this podcast is released, the NFL kicks off in a week. Yeah. I did wow. not think I would see that actually, that actually happen. <laughs> I thought we were not going to get here. Yeah, a lot of people didn't think that the the NFL would start on time and it I don't see what's going to stop it at this point. I I am so shocked but at the same time so pleasantly happy how well they have done with this pandemic. Yeah, 7 days until the Chiefs Who are the Chiefs play? Uh, I don't know, it's football. Let's see. NFL schedule 2020. The Titan. Uh, I'm sorry. The Texans visit the Chiefs. Oh, that would be a fun game. Thursday, September 10th. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, NBC. Damn, I'm excited. I am so excited. And then, like. The Panthers, by the way, are uh, just a little spoiler alert for our game preview. Right now, they are three point underdogs. At home. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. No one knows what this Panthers team is. I don't know what this Panthers team is. We have our yeah. game schedule or game by game schedule next week that we're gonna go over. It's gonna be really hard to it, do. It, it really is. It's gonna almost be impossible. Mm-hmm. We're basically just gonna have to determine what the other team is and what we think our team is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, all right. Well, we'll be back before that next game. So maybe we'll do a little quick uh, beer bet or something on the Chiefs Texans. That'd be fun. Okay. So, we want to thank everybody for listening. If you have any questions or comments, email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. Uh, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the air. Uh, check out our YouTube. You can just Google or search it, Meow Mix Podcast or Meow Mix Carolina Panthers Podcast, and we should pop up there. Please like and subscribe there. That's all I've got, folks. Yeah, until uh, early next week when we start our two podcasts a week schedule. Everybody stay safe. Keep pounding.